0: There you go. All right. Like I so said, I use only audio anyway, so it doesn't really matter. Oh, <laughs> I could have said something. I'll uh, let you go through the paces. Like, all right, he, he wants to all look. clothes right. could well, practice. wants to look his best. Go right ahead. Not on mine. <laughs> <laughs> man,
1: should I don't mind. Shouldn't even I, brought clothes, man. Right.
0: <laughs> I, I, I got top down. You don't see the rest of it.
1: <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm wearing basketball shorts.
0: <laughs> right. I'm sitting here in my underwear, just nothing but my t shirt. There you go. <laughs> So, it's Zach, right? It's your name? Yes. Okay. Uh, and you go by Copperhead Jones for the artist. Right. Okay. So, the way it works is pretty simple. What we're doing now, just kind of shooting shit, having a conversation. Uh, okay. We'll do that, and we'll interject your music in. We'll talk about your music and let it play. I'll share the screen so you can see and we can hear the music. Uh, okay. And we'll talk about it. That's pretty much how it works. We'll do it. All right. You ready to roll? Let's do it. All right. Everybody, this is Georgia Songbird, and we are here with Mr. Copperhead Jones, and you're from Texas, right? Texas. Texas, Are you from Texas?
1: I'm not originally from Texas, but that's where I'm at.
0: Okay. So where are you originally from?
1: Uh, A little bit everywhere, uh, actually. Um, I was born in uh, Greenville, South Carolina, Uh, grew up in Georgia, um, around the outskirts of Atlanta, and then uh, moved down to Florida, Um, joined the Navy, and. I'm all over the place and uh, got out and got a job here in Texas and uh, loving it. It's working out great, too, because the music scene here is incredible.
0: Yeah, I've I've heard my uh, lead guitarist is in Austin. He moved to Texas. Awesome. Which part of Georgia were you in? I'm in North. Uh, Lawrenceville. Okay, so you're more from me. You're more east. I'm in like toward Cartersville and Canton. Oh, Okay. Okay. So if you know that area, seventy-five. That's yeah, where
1: I, well, I used to know it till you know the, the city swallowed up everything around there, and <laughs> now it's all concrete. <laughs> yeah. It's insane how fast that place grew. I was it's, there in the nineties.
0: I've been here since eighty-four, I think eighty-five, and when we moved here, it was a pile of dirt. Five seventy-five stopped, and. Then they connected it. They were connecting it to 515, which is like the LJ and the Blue Ridge. And now it's, like you said, you wouldn't recognize if you pulled into Canton. Canton is just, like Cartersville kind of looks the same. It's got newer stuff, but Canton, I mean, it's just leaps and bounds. And Woodstock, forget it. Woodstock is crazy.
1: Well, we, we, li- we lived in Woodstock, too, Did before you? we lived in Lawrenceville. Yeah, that place is. Anyways, <laughs> yeah. I love it. No, I'm a big Braves fan. So, uh, grew up at Turner. That place is gone now, but, uh, yep.
0: Yeah. And now it's, raised. uh, what is it? Truest field. I think Yes, it's a nice day. I've been there. It's nice. I mean, I, I remember Turner and I remember going to, uh, the last time I really watched the Braves was Dale Murphy and Bob Horner. That's the kind of last time I really watched the Braves.
1: Oh, wow. Yeah.
0: <laughs> I mean, I, I got the whole smokes and Maddox and all that stuff, but, uh, other than that, I, I didn't really watch it, but I, I know I had a girlfriend who was like, she wanted to be a, uh, a sports uh, broadcaster, so she loved baseball. So she would talk about it like I talk about football and wrestling. She would just like all the time, and I'm like, "Oh my god, is this is what it's like to talk to a guy." Because it... <laughs> <laughs> that's hilarious. So, to explain, talk to yourself about Copperhead. I, first of all, I love the cop, name Copperhead. I assume it's for the snake, but there's got to be a story behind the, the name Copperhead. So let's let's hear the story of why you go by Copperhead Jones.
1: Nickname uh needs to be given um by someone else not yourself <laughs> so i didn't just pick this out of a hat and like oh, that sounds marketable let's do that uh <laughs> uh no so uh, what happened is that i was at my buddy's ranch uh down in uh down here in texas and uh we were uh we were shooting guns uh into a burn and uh we were just having a good time drinking beer and shooting guns you know uh Not exactly the most legal thing, but hey, we had fun. (laughs) And um, anyways, we're shooting. And uh, all of a sudden, uh, these two copperheads, they come out of the side of the wall. It's like a rock. It's like dug out. And Texas is a lot of rock. So it's coming out of this rock wall. And they're coming in. And and, uh, uh, they're like intertwined. I guess that's how they mate. I don't know. I'm not a scientist. But anyway, they come out, intertwine, and they just charge us. And uh, my buddy, you know, pulls his gun and he, he 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 empties he empties it into into these two snakes, both dead. And what he said was, "Dang, those are my hollow points." <laughs> <laughs> he wasn't even worried about the snake; he was just mad because those are dollar rounds. Mm. <laughs> Expensive. That was a twenty dollars snake. Right. Um, but anyways. Uh, how I really got the name is they were dead. And I was like, man, these are huge. And Of course, we've had a little bit of drink. And so we're not exactly, you know, the smartest at this point. And uh, I go, man, I got to go lay next to him." I'm a big guy. I'm, I'm about 6'3". Uh, and I go and lay next to him, And then it starts twitching. I was uh, like, oh, shit. Yeah. So I, I, I hightail uh, it out of there. And uh, anyways, they just came up with it look at him running like a, you know, whatever. And started calling me Copperhead Jones on Copperhead road. And we started creating this whatever. And uh, yeah, anyways, it was a good time. That's how the name came about. Kind of a short, simple story, but uh, it wasn't adventure, That's for sure.
0: That's. <laughs> I, I hate snakes. I got, I, I grew up, I moved up here in Cherokee County, like in 80, 84, 85. But before that I lived in Putnam County out in South Georgia, down around Milledgeville and Eatonton. I lived in Eatonton. And I remember when I was a kid, I'm playing my little Tonka truck and it falls off the porch. So I jump off to get it and I land right in front of a rattlesnake. And then so my, my daddy, and my papa decided they want to play with it. So they're shooting at the snake and playing. And, and I I remember these horrible snakes stories. And when they taught me to swim, I'm sure this is, you probably remember this. When, when I was taught to swim, they threw you in the water. That's how they teach you, right? Sink or swim. That's how they teach you. <laughs> So they yep. threw me in the water, and a water moccasin popped up behind me. Oh! And so I sunk. He had to he had to come get me, and he had to wild wow, and then kill the snake. So <laughs> I'm not a big fan of snakes. <laughs> no, no. Now you, you had mentioned uh, you were in the navy, so thank you for your service. How long did you serve?
1: I uh, appreciate that. It was an honor to serve. I uh, served about four years. Um, was uh, did my did my stint to get the GI Bill and, and go to school, and that's what I wanted to do, and that's what I did. So. Uh, took care of that. Was stationed in San Diego. Beautiful. Um, it was a nice place to be when you're in your young twenties. <laughs> and uh, yeah, it was great. Uh, ruined me uh, for for weather. I, like I said, I I uh, went to high school in Florida. That's where all my family is right now. And mm-hmm. uh, so I I, I basically called Florida home. Um, besides Texas uh, and California, was just always below seventy and dry breezy and i go to florida orlando florida and i'm like i can't do this i'm sweating so much i'm not, my body just completely forgot how to survive in a swamp yep. <laughs> yeah uh, it's pretty uh, it's pretty bad over there
0: so, i remember taking my son we went to a father-son trip to california and san diego is one of the places we flew in la and then we drove down to, to san diego and it was 76 perfect weather it never changed uh, then we drew up to San Francisco, but I remember going to San Diego because I'm like, okay, I'm in the West Coast. I'm from Georgia. I, I've been to like the, the Atlantic Ocean. I'm going to go stick my feet in the Pacific Ocean. I did not realize how cold that water was. I was like, this is cold. I'm, I don't want to swim in this stuff.
1: Yeah, In the dead of summer, too, it'll be
0: freezing. It was like June, like right in the middle of June we went.
1: Yeah, it's uh, it's pretty cold. It, I was a little upset about it because I didn't know that either. Being from Florida, I was like, okay, summertime, why well, should be nice. Right. I get in there and I'm like, whoa. Yeah, no, what's, what's the point of this beach? I can't even get in the water. I'm not going to just sit on the sand. Like, right. you know. So I, I was a surfer in Florida. I, I like to surf and stuff. um Okay. I say I was a surfer. I was no good at it ever, but I did attempt and I enjoyed doing that. So it was good exercise and whatnot. But I was not getting in that water. No thanks.
0: Now, did you? You said surf. Did you ever actually get to stand and ride the waves and stuff?
1: Oh no! Like I said, I was horrible, so I you okay. can't really call me a surfer. It was more like a, a boogie boarder on a surfboard because I just I have you. no coordination.
0: Because <laughs> <laughs> I've always wanted sp- to surf too, but I have no coordination either.
1: It's hard. It's hard. You gotta be really athletic and have a strong core. And uh, well, I didn't really have that.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, I had it when I was young, but I still I didn't have the coordination for it. I would like jump on the things like okay, and then I I, I remember trying a knee board in Lake Altoona. And I just could not figure out how to slide up to get on my knees. I'm like f- flapping all around the water on my stomach yeah. on, a, on a kneeboard.
1: <laughs> hey, you just got yourself a really expensive boogie board there.
0: Yep. Well, my <laughs> sister, so I didn't have to buy it. <laughs> oh well, there you go. <laughs> now I remember looking at the and the things like when you go to Florida and you'd see the um, the little gift shops and you would buy like these little foam boards and you stick it there and you'd run across the water, jump on them, and see how far you could go before you busted your ass. <laughs> that's, yeah, that's those skim
1: man, they'll mess you up.
0: Now, because I said we do audio only, so the guys can't see behind you. What's the you got a picture of a bunch of steers behind you, right? So yeah. what what is that?
1: Uh so I actually bought these at the uh I bought this painting. Uh I think it's it's not really actually a painting, it's like a mock-up. But mm-hmm. um they're longhorns. I've got this down at the stockyards when I first moved here. Uh, and I was like, man, I love Texas and I love what it's all about. And um, and we actually bought this before we bought our house and, uh, we didn't know where we we're going to put it. I just loved them. I was like, I, I gotta get that. These things are huge. It's great. So we're like, Oh yeah, we were looking at the house. It'll go nice over this, whatever in our living room. We'll have a big whatever for it. And then uh, we moved to another house and there was like nowhere to put it. So I'm like, man, I just slap that sucker in my office. So that's where it is. And yeah, I don't know. Thank, thanks for pointing that out. It's really cool. I, I really enjoy it. And, um, yeah, I really don't have that much else as far as like decorations go. So that's kind of it.
0: <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, you see behind me, I'm building a studio. So you can kind of see my drums and you see my keyboard yeah. and stuff. So I'm, I'm doing it by hand. So it's slowly going. Uh, eventually I just run out of time and money. So I have to wait till I have more money and then I wait to have time and I put it together. Yep. And so I was looking for decoration stuff. Like in my room right now, I've got a a, vel- a picture of a velvet bear just hanging above the bed. And I'm looking behind you. I would totally put that behind my bed. <laughs> my wife might not like it, but I would put it up there because if you ever come to my house, if you ever in Georgia, you're more than welcome to come. You walk in, deer heads uh, tell you where the bathrooms are. There's deer head in right there in front of the guest bathroom. And then I have it in the bathroom itself above the toilet. So it's looking at you in the shower.
1: Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> I I did that
0: on, I did that on purpose so that when I had guests or whatever I like had a roommate at one time and so I had the deer just sitting there while he was hey, that's so creepy <laughs> <laughs> now my kids yeah. are right there yeah now what was your mOS in the navy
1: uh I was a uh aircraft electronics technician okay um I worked on the uh the boxes um that actually tested the the boxes in the aircraft. I was like three parts removed. So I was actually a Caltech calibration technician. So I actually calibrated the equipment, that troubleshot the equipment in the aircraft. So basically I was holed up, scrolled away in some little room in a and plugging away reading procedures and, and troubleshooting trying to make sure everything was in tolerance of, you know, accuracy to make sure, you know, uh, these uh, pilots wouldn't just randomly go down. So uh, those things are pretty sophisticated and, and complex, uh so it takes a, a lot of people to make sure that uh these pilots are flying safe so that's what I was doing and uh it was good uh, it wasn't really for me uh obviously I'm not I'm not electronics anymore uh that was not for me I don't know I survived the school um uh, but I blew up something new every week I swear <laughs> just pff, I it just didn't click for me it just whatever but um music's more my thing
0: <laughs> are you getting to do music full-time
1: i wish uh that's the goal i'd like to do that here um but at this time i do have a day job um and uh yeah uh that's good so uh but music's really what i want to do okay full-time but with the family and stuff it's not really smart to just right say hey i'm gonna go quit my job and smoke some weed and drink beer and join the band, man man <laughs> i gotta be a little more responsible than that yeah i,
0: I understand that I, i've been married well i'm on my second married we've been married for 14 years of this one i told my wife I, the second time she's in military she's in the army so i always tell i always tease her because i said i could never leave you i said one you can snipe me from 300 yards right so what am i going to do I, I, yes ma'am that's all i'm going to tell you <laughs> <laughs> Well, we, we have twins that are 13 and her mother just moved in and uh, my niece lives with us too. So I, I completely understand about all the responsibilities and having to do the other stuff first. That's why this, like I said, is not finished. <laughs> step after step. Yep. But but what made you want to uh, pick up a guitar and play some music?
1: Well, I've been doing music. I've been singing since I can remember. Um, i am come from a musical family. Um, my dad played drums, um, and he, he, he played drums all around the Atlanta area. That's where he's from. Um, so he played drums in a band and, and did all kinds of stuff. He was really good. Uh, my mom was a singer. And so every weekend we had music nights where we just stay up as late as we wanted. My parents would let us basically have what, you know, treats and whatever, whatever we wanted, um, and just have fun, jam as a family, just we play, we we, we jammed to like Bad Company and Leonard Skinner, and they made sure we grew up right. Yes. <laughs> and yes. then, of course, you know, it was the 90s, so Hooting the Blowfish was on and Matchbox 20 and all those guys and uh, Train and Creed and all that. So we were we were jamming, uh, playing the drums and taking turns on that and singing. And uh, So I did that. I uh, got my first guitar at 12, started teaching myself. Um, that's been a very interesting <laughs> relationship between me and my guitar uh, I uh, got to the point where I did chords uh and then it took me a little bit it took me about a year to learn how to sing and play at the same time how to like s- separate your mind to be able to do that um so I did that probably about high school time frame joined the navy and I started playing all kinds of songs in the navy um and then I started getting into writing on deployment Uh, Wrote a little bit there. Um, And really just, I have not progressed on the guitar until recently, just playing basic chords and strumming and singing songs. I use it as a tool to sing too, not as a tool itself and really um, treat it for, you know, actually appreciate and respect it. What, what it can do and try to learn. So right now I'm trying to learn, you know, the, um, for those of you guitar nerds out there, I'm trying to learn the cage system and, and a lot of the, uh, uh, a lot of the scales and, and stuff like that. So I can really understand the fretboard, uh, learn how to play uh, true rhythm, like on an electric guitar, if I wanna mm-hmm. do that, um, but also be nice to be able to play some licks every now and then. Um, so yeah, I'm working on that. Uh, so to answer your question, I've been singing forever, been playing guitar since I was 12 and I, didn't, I haven't started gigging, or I, I just started gigging a year ago. I released my first album uh, in September, so it kind of went really quick. I uh I started recording December or sorry, uh, I started recording June-ish of uh 21, released my first single December of 21, and then I slow dripped some stuff out and uh finally got to my full 13 song album um in in September. So that was good. And uh the whole the whole thing started really is it was father's day during covid so 2020 father's day is last june um and my wife got me 4 hours of studio time just randomly for father's day i was like now that's a cool gift yes so we go and i had a couple songs that i've written and i was like let's try this out so i go and do like the demo track thing and and then i started talking to the guy and he was telling me how there's this whole thing where you can hire people called studio musicians <laughs> in and a producer, and you take your acoustic singer-songwriter song into a legitimate, you know, work that is radio-ready. I was like, man, that's pretty cool. And I got a decent job. So anybody else who knows this stuff is not cheap at all. Mm-hmm. So I was able to talk to my wife and to let me go on this venture, started recording. And then the guys were like, well, you know, what are you going to do? You're not gigging. Why? How do you think this music's gonna spread? You're just gonna make this music spend all this money on a CD and or album, uh, and just let it sit there on Spotify. I was like, "Well, promote it on Facebook and social media." Like, no, dude, you need to get out there and actually gig. I was like, "Oh no," <laughs> I did it, and that was another investment, PA's, and oh, so I did the solo thing, um. And that was a few thousand. And then I'm like, I loved it, fell in love with it. Next thing you know, I gig every weekend now. Three to four days a week, I put together a band. That was another, holy crap, the upgrade of that PA. It's like, it's just never ending money pit. Oh, it hurts. But hopefully one day it pays off. But either way, I'm loving it. And um, a lot of that upfront cost is kind of done with now. So I can really enjoy the, the fruits of that. But, sorry, that was a little long-winded, but I kind of wanted to go through the progression of everything. I know that was a short question with a long answer, but no, hopefully that I, was a little.
0: I, I don't mean. mind long answers. It helps fill up the time in the interview. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, there you go.
0: But like I said, I was I was listening to it and trust me. I, I know I got a band. I call them we're called Yes Ma'am stands for middle-aged men. So I know the the cost. I I'm, I'm I, I was talking to the guys uh, Saturday. Uh, Cause I'm building a studio and I got to upgrade everything. Right. I mean, I got to get a new PA system with more inputs. I got to get fixtures for the wall so that my ideas when people come into the studio to play, or we're doing the um, we're doing interviews, they can just plug in straight into the wall and it's already hooked into the PA system. And I can just like digitally in wall.
1: Yes. Yes.
0: That's, that's the vision. Right. And that was the Start. goal. And you yeah. we'll see slowly, but surely <laughs> because <laughs> But I know with bands, when you try to get with bands, a lot of play here in Georgia, especially it's harder to get bands played just because of the money. Like they don't want to, after COVID hit, a lot of people kind of lost their, their business or their, they changed their models. Like you can be background music all day. They can get singer songwriter stuff to play at a restaurant or whatever, but for bands, it's harder. So are you having pretty decent luck having bands play out in Texas?
1: Yeah. uh, So far it's been pretty good. Um, like I said, the 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 Texas scene is unreal. Um, there are so many venues that have live. Like the state is all about live music. I mean, you would think. Like I thought, Nashville was the end all be all. Man, it it just every every little town has their own, either honky tonk dance hall or just regular concert venue. Like here in my small town, uh, outside of DFW. Um, we have a place uh, called Union 28. They just opened up about a year ago. Um, and they have, they it, it's an outside venue. They, they serve beer and drinks and it's right downtown. And we have nothing before. Um, and every town, every small town has something to where they have a band. So there are, the venues are ridis- ridiculous, mm-hmm. um, numbered. Uh, but that said with that, you have a lot of competition so the market here is very oversaturated with musicians and i think that's true regardless of where you go you're going to get more musicians than places to play oh yeah um but yeah this the scale here is there's so many places to play you're like oh there's no way i can't not get one you'd be surprised how hard it is (laughs) oh yeah even with a list of a thousand venues to play at within a hundred mile radius you know
0: well it's like the uh filled a dreams movie you know if you build it they will come so same thing with musicians if you let them play they will come
1: <laughs> <laughs> absolutely so the uh
0: what kind of music i mean do you get to do like three hour gigs are you doing originals oh, or is you...
1: we do anywhere from uh two to four hour gigs the four hour gigs are a little tough mm-hmm. uh, that's that's a bit long um but we do them um, right now we're 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 newer on the side we're newer on the band side of things. Like I said, I've only been gigging as a solo for a year. Um, that,
0: there it goes. Your your vocals dropped out for a second.
1: Oh, sorry. Yeah, no, we again? uh yeah, we, we we just had about five gigs so far with the band. Uh, but now we're we're booked at least once a weekend That's cool. with the band and uh with the goal of, of twice, two to three times a week with the band and then throughout the week try to play solo at night after work.
0: Like I said, how, how close to you are you to Austin?
1: Austin's about three hours. So okay. I'll go – I've played Austin before. Uh, no. It's pretty cool. Um, hope I don't offend anybody with, you know, down there. Um, but that, that place is has, has gone downhill um, from – really, it started with COVID. I mean, Sixth Street used to be the end-all, be-all. That was like their Broadway, mm-hmm. like it is for Nashville, right? So you have sixth street uh, and down there, they do a lot of rock and roll and um, that's what they're known for. And, and obviously country too. Uh, that place has gotten kind of rough uh, down at sixth street. Uh, now I've, I've been told since I've been down there that they've cleaned it up. So it wouldn't be really fair for me to say that that's how it is now. Um, but when I was down there, it's pretty rough. So uh, I go down there um, when I can um but really it's it, it's kind of a financial thing it needs to make sense right um, so if i can get a really well-paying gig that, that'll pay for a hotel stay and all that stuff great you know we'll go do it um but right now we're really so new we're trying to stick around our little area
0: and you mentioned like the the, the gig now you are you, you getting to all originals or do you, do you do covers as well
1: oh we do covers yeah i mean okay. <clears throat> uh i only have 13 songs that are released so I couldn't do a, a full show of, of all originals, even if I wanted to. Okay. Um, that said, I, I've noticed that slipping originals in here and there works is a lot more effective than just playing all originals because then it just sounds when people don't recognize any of it, it, they just kind of forget about it. Like, oh, this is nice. But they'll never remember the song. They'll never remember who you are. Mm-hmm. So you give them a good time. You know, Play some stuff like Friends in Low Places, uh, you know, family traditions, um, stuff like that that people want to drink to and dance to and. And everybody knows the words. You get them in that mood. And once they're all fired up, then you slip in an original song. Yep. And then, oh, that was good. They're already, you know, you already you already, uh, pre-warmed them up to listen into, you know, what you can do originally. So that's you, my strategy.
0: You mentioned it earlier because you used to sing in the Navy. So do you bring out some village people in the Navy? Start singing that song?
1: Do I bring out the what?
0: The village people song in the Navy. You know, oh! In the
1: Navy. <laughs> <laughs> no not yet (laughs) (laughs) well see the
0: reason i ask is i have a challenge i always like to challenge my guests so you can do it if you want you don't have to uh as i give people uh cover songs to to do because i'm me i'm personally like if i'm doing a gig is mainly originals i just prefer originals but i will do covers but i have to do it my own way because i'm not a good enough guitar player singer to make it i'll never do it justice if i try to do it like like they do it. Right. I just, I just can't. So I'm going to change the style and make it fit me and my voice. So I always give like a cover challenge. So I'll think of a song if you want, uh, if you, if you don't do it, you're going to hurt my feelings, but I'll give you a song and, uh, no time limit you and your band, or just you, uh, figure out your version of it. And, uh, I promise I won't be the village people. I won't do that to you, <laughs> but I'll I think about it I, as, as I'm listening to your songs. I'll, ideas are popping my head and it's like okay now i know what i want you to do but uh let's let's listen to one of your songs i can't imagine there's too many copperhead jones nope
1: nope that's another yeah that's another reason why i, I said i'm just gonna go on my uh my nickname be easier there's too many jacks out there you know right
0: <laughs> yeah i know three <laughs> so which song you want to do first
1: I tell you everyone tells me that they're and we, when you write the songs you're you get pretty biased and you you do you don't have the perspective of an audience that has you know a, a, it's a subjective thing but they can be a little more objective in what they actually like because they can tell you where me i have a little more emotion to one song or the other mm-hmm. so based on that i'd say no one giving up is, is one of the ones that everybody's kind of said that like that's like one of your best ones that's what we like it's got some energy to it so
0: yeah. Okay. Well, actually, I'm a songwriter too. So I like to hear stories. So what's the story behind no giving up, no one giving up,
1: uh, no one giving up. Uh, so this is actually a fictional story of uh, basically moonshining. Um, it was just uh, kind of like put yourself into the great depression era. Right. Um, and uh, I, I believe the dust bowl was around that time as well. So basically this guy's on a farm and, uh, he's grown rye and all the rye is dying. So he takes what little rye has left and starts making whiskey. And, um, and yeah. And then next thing you know, he's running from the law. And that's kind of the song's more about energy than, than the story itself. It's more of a, uh, how do you say it? it? It's not a direct, it's not a direct like story. It's like a more uh, emotional, like getting into the, I'm trying to paint a scene. Mm-hmm. And you kind of create the elements in your mind yourself. Okay, if that makes sense. Bring the okay. energy, a couple starting words, and then you guys figure it. You'll you'll
0: see. Hopefully, okay. see so you. Hopefully, it it's sh- that way. <laughs> I, I had a I had a great aunt who did shine in her bathtub. So now you're oh, now talking great. my language. <laughs> so I'm gonna I'm gonna mute us and play it. And when you hear it, just give me a thumbs up.
2: It was late at night i was working on the farm there was barely any ride it was too far gone i had to make a paycheck somehow i still whiskey on the blackboard hiding from the lawn Staring in the rear view, hearing the sirens, staring at the blue lights Shots of fire in my way, headed down the highway, sideways No one giving up
1: No one giving up
0: I like the hook in that—that's really good. And where do, you, where do you get that recorded at? where did I record?
1: I recorded at uh, Fort Worth Sound uh, with Bart mm-hmm. Rose.
0: Is is that your band playing, or is that the studio guys?
1: That's the studio guys.
0: Okay. There was a, a movie I love. Actually, growing up, I listened to like the outlaw stuff. I love outlaw music. I just, I just—that's heathen music—is where it's at for me. It's just—I'm <laughs> about to—I'm about to make a mess. Hang on there it goes i just see my foot wrapping around the cord and my whole interface falling but <laughs> i like out i said i love heathen outlaw stuff. that's what i grew up on I, my dad was a biker the stuff we play is all outlaw there's a uh charlie daniels is one of my idols i love his music i love his style and it makes me think of that movie and his song stroke race you ever seen that or heard that song
1: I'm sure I have sure the the title's probably just sending me for a trip but
0: the movie stars Burt Reynolds and um what is his name Gomer Pyle I can't think it was name. Jim Neighbors he's in there so it's a, it's an old maybe early 80s late 70s movie but it it reminded me cuz the shine and and the racing and stuff and I really do like the hook and the melody it's really really good
1: thanks so much yeah I'm a big uh, Smokey and the Bandit fan me and my oh, dad right. are
0: oh yeah that was my dream car. I probably
1: that's 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 probably right up my alley. I gotta watch
0: that. <laughs> you would love it. it it's yeah, it is because I'm I, Cannonball Run, Smokey and the Bandit. I loved all that stuff. Stroke Race is right through with it. Okay. And there was a who else was in it? There was. Um, it's been so long since I've seen it. Lonnie Anderson, uh, she's in it. Okay. Um. Uh, what is his name? He was in. Um, I can see his face. I can't, I think not think he his name right now. He was in deliverance and he was in the toy. Um, oh, I have to go back and look now. Now it's stump. Now it's gonna drive me crazy. Like I gotta watch it. Take on it. <laughs> you know what? I like that song. I know that they do like the, the length that song is such a, I'm sitting here grooving. And before I realize, I'm looking up at the times, like, Oh man, it's almost over. I better start on un- a un- un- everything. I like solos, but that's perfect. I think links for the radio. I think that's what you went for, right?
1: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Trying to create some fun stuff. Um, I try to stay away from the singer-songwriter, touchy-feely stuff. Mm-hmm. I do have some of that stuff, of course. I think we all do that are singer-songwriters. It's important. But uh it's important that to get people to listen to stuff that's not as deep, um, a little more fun. So then they come around and they want to look into your more deep stuff. Um, I don't think like a lot of that singer songwriter stuff is not immediately catchy. It doesn't grab people. And a lot of people have a very short attention span and memory. Mm -hmm. Um, So you need to grab people, bring them in. They, you know, they may like the dumbest song you ever wrote, but it could be fun and whatever. I got a couple of those. I try not to do that, but there's a couple. uh, Usually they're done with good intent. I'm like, this could be a great song and I'm done with it. I'm like, this is so stupid. And then I I play it, and then uh, you know a couple girls down there be like, "That's really good. I like that song." It's <laughs> like, oh, "I'm gonna have to record this, one, aren't I?" Uh-huh. <laughs> and uh, so that happens. And uh, but yeah, I mean, you, you know, you bring people in with the with the fun stuff, and then you really show them who you are as a songwriter. You know, in, in deeper into the album, where they actually start looking at looking at you and 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 trying to see who you are as an artist, and, and then you get a nice little. Uh, mix of, of both fun and some really good, um, deep stuff.
0: Yeah. See, and I'm glad you said that. And I've said this before on the show and I think songwriters have, and I, I have the same problem sometimes too, is your, if you're playing out in a bar, like, like the band and stuff, you got to play more upbeat stuff. You can't go in with your, with your singer songwriter blue. I'm sad. Everything, you know, you just can't, it doesn't matter how good the song is. Cause you're going to, you're going to lose them unless you're at a bluegrass, venue and you're playing it in the bluegrass style like the steel drivers then you need to you need to not do it that way but doesn't mean not to write them because the songwriters you got to write you got to get it out and they're good songs but i think and i really believe that the the people that appreciate the slow meaningful songs are always songwriters
1: i'll I'll pick a slow beautiful song any day over just some jammer because then i'll i'll start hearing the words like this is dumb like they're just talking about like they don't even know what they're talking about they're just I just sexy. <laughs> a baby shark melody you know
0: <laughs> there what was that song that stupid song a kids used to listen to uh what did the fox say the, oh gosh that was the I was be in my head all you had right. to do was
1: say that <laughs> uh-huh.
0: <laughs> and baby shark you know that's some of the stupidest stuff and i'm like i'm sitting there trying to write meaningful songs i just need to write something stupid and repetitive and then sell the hell out of well, it.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, I mean, it, it shows you the power of melody and commercial mm-hmm. sales music. Um, melody is a huge component. Um, a lot of people will... Um, words are extremely important. Um, you, the idea is you want to be able to master both. You want to mm-hmm. have really catchy melody with some really meaningful lyrics because otherwise you're just doing the same stuff that you roll your own eyes at. You're like, oh gosh, baby sharks. Stupid. <laughs> but but at the end of the day, how many streams does that thing have? Mm-hmm. Probably more than anybody combined, you know, that I know. Uh even like they probably, I think it's probably stream more than Chris Stapleton and all these other guys. We're
0: gonna Google it right now. We're gonna look and see. Baby short. Because I can do that because since I can share the screen with you. I'm curious myself. Baby short. Yeah. It's right there. In 2020. It. <laughs> Where'd it go? <laughs> I just had I just saw it. Baby short. I don't want to play it, but I did see it. How many?
1: Oh my gosh. Okay. It's wow. high
0: 500 half and half 40. a billion. Wow. Crazy.
1: <laughs> I've seen a billion before, but that's still impressive for a little kid's song.
0: And that shows me that parents, your kids are listening to too much Spotify because <laughs> I know parents aren't doing it. Well, they may have it on for the kids. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh, oh yes. Goodness.
1: I got, I got two little girls or toddlers. Trust me. We, we, I'm driving a minivan with frozen. Let it go on. Repeat. Mm-hmm. It's awful, <laughs> <laughs> but whatever gets him quiet is whatever. Yeah, it's good.
0: It's funny. My, see, I have a, I have a 26 year old son from a, from previous marriage. I had custody of him when I met my wife. And so she kind of became the step parent and she, she had this idea of when she had kids, she goes, all right, when I have kids, they're not going to drink caffeine. I'm not going to let them watch cartoons. We're going to do all this stuff together. And I'm like, okay, let's see how long it lasts. Cause I, I knew what was coming. I just knew it. And then she got pregnant with twins and I'm like, I just started kind of giggling to myself. I'm like, <laughs> okay. It did not last long at all. She's letting them watch TV. Cause she needs to sleep. I mean, it's just, you know, we're right there. she got a, the, the cartoons on and I, there's nothing wrong with cartoons. She still won't let them watch SpongeBob in her 13. I'm like, it's SpongeBob. She's like, it's going to make them stupid. I was like, we watched Beavis and Butthead. I don't want to hear anything about SpongeBob. Yeah.
1: Yeah. What well, we, well, we watched should have melted our brains compared yes. to today. My, There's uh, some lessons in some of the stuff, but.
0: My oldest son watched Teletubbies and I just couldn't. That stuff was so stupid. I just, that was one that Gosh. I could not, I could not watch. I, I I wouldn't, I wouldn't let him watch like, son, they're not even talking. They're just making baby noises. So what um what you got going on now? You got you see you got some got an album out. Uh, you said it's released. So it's called Anchor, right?
1: Yeah, it's called Anchor. That's the album. I um, released that back in September, and um, I'm working on writing for my second album now. I uh, actually got. I'm going to the studio this Thursday. Um, I'm gonna be going to a different studio this time. Uh, I'm actually gonna be making a a uh sound change um nothing too drastic but so if you listen to the album you'll notice that the sound is all over the place
2: mm-hmm.
1: um i actually think that's kind of cool for a baseline album you know for a first album because it kind of shows the the raw of where i'm at right now and, and or where i was where i don't really know what i like or what i want to do i know what i like problems i like too much <laughs> different things so I'm like, I like traditional country. I like outlaw country. I like classic rock, southern rock, um, blues. I mean, I like all Stevie Ray, all that good stuff. So you'll see throughout the album, you'll you'll see a huge difference between No One Giving Up and then the Traveling Dad song, which sounds like straight country, where No One Giving Up sounds pretty much, that's a minus lyrics, it's a straight rock song. And actually it's, I would consider that more of like a southern rock song. Okay. Um, So the pivot I'm going to be making is, is, probably based on um what I like and where I think music is going. Um I think there's gonna be rock's been dead for about a decade, in my opinion. Um and I think country is going to be the 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 stepladder to rock. So it'll be more like a country rock style. Southern rock is where where I'm gonna really try to go. Uh, but still maintain the the country. Uh, Roots there and and still have that country in there. Um, So I'm not going to completely go straight rock, but it'll be more like a Southern rock. Um, And if you listen to country today, I mean, if you put on Leonard Skinner, you would think that that's straight country, not rock. Um, And then vice versa, you know, there's so much pop in country nowadays. It's like, yeah. Anyways, I, I see the writing on the wall that there, there is clearly a void. Uh, where rock is not being represented. And a lot of people like that country rock vibe. Um, so that's where I'm going to be going. So hopefully that works out for me. It's a risk, but, um, but we'll be doing more stuff like no one giving up. I think is going to be where we're going to go.
0: Uh, at the end, uh, off the air, I'll let you hear something of, of mine. You'll you kind because you you mentioned all those like the first album. I always call our music mutt music because it's the same thing. It's a mixture of everything. I just love different yeah. styles. I, I make that joke all the time on the show that I'm an iPod shuffle. Like if you listen to the to the radio or to the new music Monday or even the countdown that I do, it's it's going to be different styles. And that's just how I've always been. So let's listen to another one of your songs. Which one do you want to do next?
1: Um I'll leave it up to you. You want uh you want that deeper one we were talking about that singer-songwriter? Um if you do, we can do Anchor. That's more of a um deeper song. That's actually my current radio single right now cuz it's winter time, so winter winter does pretty well with slower songs.
0: Okay. Well, yeah, let's do Anchor. So uh, tell me the story behind it.
1: This one actually um, was not written by me solely. Uh, I had a partner doing this. So uh, um, my buddy and I were on the phone and basically told him my story in the Navy uh, about depression. Um, And that's basically what the song's about. Uh, I basically told him my whole life story opened up like crazy, told him everything. And he came back and, and basically wrote the words better than I ever could have you just sometimes you needed to to be able to open yourself up to telling somebody outside of yourself about certain things that are really um, personal Mm -hmm. and let them put their own take on it on how they hear it from you so you're not trapped in your head trying to say what you want to say you're literally telling to someone else and they put it in a nice way um, a nice lyrical way uh, for a song so as we did I, I wrote the melody He wrote the lyrics, and uh, I don't think we changed a word on the lyrics uh, from the first draft. Um, So, anyways, yeah, that's that's basically what it's about.
0: Okay, and I'm glad you said that because I I love co-writing. If anytime you want to co-write, I'm up for it. I tell people, songwriters, you know, they sometimes they get kind of stuck in their own little world, and they don't want to they don't want to share their song or reach out. And what you said just it shows why because you're there's different people have different not traits but they have different uh experiences and they excel at different things like melodies or lyrics you know and sometimes you need to find that magic with other people it happens all right well i'm gonna i'm gonna mute us and play anchor. Yeah.
2: Do we stay lost at sea, never seeing a clear horizon ahead. My thoughts turn to sadness. How do I stop this madness as waves build and swell around my head? Does the boredom set in? Never know when my watch will end My thoughts turn to sadness How do I stop this madness? As the waves break and crash Within my head Another lost sailor, carrying an anchor, chain to every Another lost sailor, carrying an anchor, it's not difficult, but it shouldn't be as hard. Sadness, but there is no more madness. As the waves slowly calm within my head, I've learned to sail to another voice. I've learned to sail. The winds will come, the tides will shut Never forget. Another lost sailor carrying an anchor, always treading water, but never forget.
0: Here, I'm sitting here listening to it, and I'm like, because I told you when I started listening to you that I would like the cover challenge, I had I had a couple songs pop in my head. So, I, I'll give you a choice. Actually, if you don't do it, you don't have to, you don't have, to have my feelings, but I'm gonna give you a choice of two songs. And you tell, you just when if you want to do it, just do it however you want your style, you ain't gotta worry about doing their style their way. All right, so the first one was REM, everybody hurts. Thank I was it. I have to, let's see if I can find it real quick. Like I said, I may have it on my iTunes library. Let me see. I'm going to share the screen so you can see it. Uh, You can see I have tons of songs. Everybody. Yeah, here it goes. You ever heard a song? Long. Oh. You heard oh yeah! Yes, I have.
1: Okay, okay.
2: Either that? Yeah.
0: Or some Allison Chains, Rooster. Oh,
1: oh, I love that song.
0: Yep. So, any, any, whichever one you want to do, uh, just do it your way.
2: Okay.
0: And then when you do, let me know, and I'll post it on like TikTok and all that stuff. I mean. I know people have to use TikTok. I'm not big on it, but I'll tag the the band, whichever one you use, and maybe they'll see it. Cool. Um, Yeah, I'm down for that. Awesome. See, I I did that. I started with a lady here in Georgia, and she did uh, TikTok by Kesha, and she did it country style. And my wife is my biggest critic. She she has no problem telling me when it sucks. She's like, you need to do this or this or this, right? She has no problem. so she's listening to this, this girl sing that song. She goes, that is so good. She should record that. And it that that made me, that game's like, okay, I'm going to ask the other guest to do it. Especially since you do covers and you play out. Then it could be put in your set if you want to, if you figure out a way to do it. Yeah. Now, um, I was looking through your, your bio stuff. You got tours coming up, right? Yeah. You have a tour? Do you kind of tour around Texas or?
1: Yeah, um, so I do travel uh, a lot. Of it's solo right now. When I go out far, because I have no problem traveling for myself. Mm-hmm. Just getting the band to do that. Uh, we'd like to do a Florida tour next year. I think we're going to work towards that. Uh, we got to build our. We got to build our. Uh, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, not rapport. Um, reputation mm-hmm. up around the DFW area. Um, see if we can't how far we can get here and and whatnot right now it's pretty good every gig we play we've been hired back so that's a good sign um and uh but i'll be going to florida actually next month to uh film a music video for my song cold beers and Tide lines that'll be next month and i'll be releasing that so am super excited about that okay and i'm gonna be playing some shows over there so back home it'll be great
0: night florida is a good area for for music i took my son uh one of the twins gibson i have a boy and a girl twins gibson i took him to uh Daytona, and uh, not Daytona, Panama. One of the two, I think Panama. And we went deep sea fishing, right? And then we're sitting there eating at a restaurant, and like people just playing on the beach. I'm like, this is so cool. I need to be like, get out here and play on the beach.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's it's crazy. The, the, the scene in Florida is really good. The hardest part about it, though, for me, is trying to get into a venue that wants country. Mm-hmm. Um, you're going to get a lot of country venues in the panhandle, that's the redneck riviera <laughs> and uh so you're gonna get you're gonna have no problems up there um and and jacksonville and stuff like that no problem um but where i'm from like central florida and then south florida west coast of florida it's tough they want to hear that island music they want to hear that beach stuff uh jimmy buffett and i'm just i just don't do that um yeah. now i'll play a little classic rock but man everybody does that out there it's like the same and classic rock, you're not doing any justice on an acoustic guitar, mm-hmm. in my opinion. Now, I like some Eagles hits, acoustic. I'll play that. I'll play Turn the Page acoustic. Uh, I like that. But for the most part, man, you're not going to rip out a Leonard Skinner song, A Wild Crowd, on an acoustic guitar. It's just not happening.
0: That's, <laughs> yeah, that's why I don't like doing covers anyway, because I can never do it justice. There's not The only really acoustic stuff you can do is slower stuff, but you, but they don't want to hear slower stuff. you know. Now, I do like an island version of... Um, beat it by michael jackson I, I will oh, do that. okay that's um, interesting let me see I'm, i'll get my guitar real quick because i like to play a game with the with the, at the bars when you're with people right so like if, I can, yeah. if you can if you can get to the idea of the song before i get to the hook tell me the title i'll buy you a beer if not you gotta buy me one right i'll let you i'll let you hear it at the end because my dad's guitar is messing up on me
1: cool.
0: hey what is that guitar it's a ketma what is it a Kepma. My...
1: Oh, okay. Beautiful. Yeah. I like the matte black. I, I have a um that that's not polished, right? That's that's matte black, right? Good man. I, I want I want matte black guitar really bad, but I couldn't find one. And I bought a Takamini and uh, I love it for plugging in. I'm a Taylor guy myself, mm-hmm. so I love Taylor. And then I started gigging, and I found out I hate Taylor. <laughs> it's <laughs> very high. In, Taylor sucks. <laughs> It sucked. I'm sorry. Now they some of their some of their um stuff is good depending on what EQ system you get. Mm-hmm. Uh, their express system, that's what they call it. Um some of it's good. But for the most part, I, I bought a really nice like three dollars Taylor and I'm like plug it in and I'm like, oh no.
0: It's too high. It's got the high and it, end
1: in it. And, yeah, and it was uh it sounds so beautiful acoustic. Mm-hmm. I was, like I guess I'll keep it and buy another guitar. <laughs> oh, you know, man. You. oh man so i got the top of me and that thing sounds fantastic plugged in
0: yep yeah. i'm saying that
1: great unplug though
0: <laughs> see, i'm the same way i love guitars i've got like a wall of guitars and when when i get this built you'll see it because it'll be kind of I'll, my i want the whole studio wrapped guitars right so everywhere there's a guitar yeah. my 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 dream one day is to have like a. I know it'll never happen. My wife wants not going to, she's not going to go for it because I want a guitar from every manufacturer.
1: Oh, yeah. You won't have a wife.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's all right. I can sell my guitars, buy another one. <laughs> <laughs> I've been looking at a Martin, but that, that Kepma is really good live because it's got a deeper tone. That's why right. I bought it because I won the matte black. I had a motorcycle, I had a Harley that was matte black. And so I love that i just love that color it's like yeah. oh and i had a buddy here uh jake jake aaron michael here in georgia he he showed me he came to the to the gazebo and we were listening like if you hear live you can come to the gazebo or you come in here in the studio and he brought his Kepma, still like a brand new guitar it's like they hadn't had many made yet it was a new company i like the way it sounded and uh ken stanton music here in georgia they folded and changed now but uh they had a ketma and I love the matte black and I plugged it in. It's like, Oh, I've been waiting. Cause I, same thing. I love Taylors. They sound fantastic until you plug them in. And then it's like, Oh, it's too high. Yeah. So yeah. This, it's,
1: it's not good.
0: The Kepma is, is better toned. I mean, it's got, you can drop it. Uh, it sounds really good natural, but I mean, you can drop the, the bass or the treble and it's mid and it sounds really good. So that's why I use, I use that one mainly when I go out or I got an Ibanez, um, nylon with a um, pickup in it that I take out because that's always one on with a pickup. Yeah. So that's, that's what I do. See? Okay. Awesome. Yeah. All right. So we got, um, we do one more song and then we got a 20, 20 question kind of game I always play at the end. Uh, All right. So cool. We'll do your last song. You tell me what you want to hear.
1: Uh, Cold beers and tie lines. Cause I'm doing that music video.
0: Okay. So tell the story and then where are you getting the music done? Who's doing your music video?
1: Uh, this is all done at Fort Worth Sound. Okay. Uh, like I said, right. I'll be going to a new studio for the next album to change the sound. Um, not that Fort Worth Sound is is subpar by any means. Uh, they're fantastic, um, but I've learned that different studios um, cater to different sounds. So really, you want to find the right producer, the right sound. And these guys are rockers. This, I'm going to uh, Steel Records in uh, Shreveport, outside of Shreveport in Grand Cane, small town. Okay. out there and I'll be going Thursday and starting that up and working on, it. I got a couple covers I'm doing first to try them out and we'll see how it goes. And if, if all goes well, and they, they really deliver on what I'm going for, then I'm going to go ahead and full pledge go for a full album with them and see how that works out. Okay. Uh, the story for this is, uh, so, uh, I grew up fishing in Florida. Um, I learned to fish down there in, 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 uh, Fort Myers, a small town called St. James city. My uncle had a, uh, a house out there, and so we go out there on a boat and whatnot, and it was great. Um, but what we always say to each other for good luck, you know, cold beers and tide lines. You know, make sure your beer is always cold, and uh, and you always got some on the end of that line, hence the tide lines. You know, you got some meat that night. So it's just kind of a little thing, catchy. You know, we always just say to each other, and it was, "Man, that's a good idea for a song." I know a lot of people probably don't understand what that is, but if I write a song about it, they might get it. So uh
0: anyways, that's what it's about. All right, awesome. I'm gonna mute us and play it.
2: Surely miss. Sanibel had the cloud, but that's not what we're about. A sailor's dream. Ragged noon charter, a fisherman's dream. Ran that water. on the scene near my hand but that mangrove caught me then the boat hit the sand that prop got tore up the hull was flooded so I put clear my cup I guess the pirate's life for me drinking my cares away Yeah.
0: That's a really good one. It's got a, I'm uh, like a, Kesney, a Kenny Chesney kind of vibe with like the, the, the island stuff on it.
1: Yeah. See how I tell you, I'm, go, I'm all over the place.
0: <laughs> I don't mind it. I like that stuff. <laughs> yeah, man, yeah, me too. You gave me an idea for a song. You said when you first, when I first heard it, it sounded like cold beer and tan lines.
1: Oh, there you go. It's like, oh,
0: that's a good fun song right there. Cold beer and tan there lines.
1: You go.
0: <laughs> so I wrote it down <laughs> so I wouldn't forget. <laughs> I love solos and music, whether I, I like playing around jam band kind of style. So like so when we play, I always try to give room. So I like that when you have like room for piano solos and guitar <laughs> solos.
1: Yeah, I really enjoy that too. And uh, that's that's really for my Southern rock roots, you know, Leonard Skinner, I, I really enjoy everybody getting a little solo there. And uh, I don't know, I think it makes the music more interesting instead of just hearing the singer the whole time.
0: Yeah. Plus, you don't have to sing as much.
1: <laughs> Especially live. Oh, live! We really lean into that hard. If I'm like, like, man, that last song was high. I gotta, I need a break, y'all. We gonna, you're gonna play this uh, outro for like five minutes. All right, I'm gonna go get a beer.
0: <laughs> Cold beer and tan lines. <laughs> there you go. Well, I'll take ten percent royalty on that, please. <laughs> yes, sir. We'll, that we're we'll right now. So that's yes. yes. I'm kidding. I, hey, I'm I'm songwriter. I'm took I took it from your cold beer and tight lines. So you I'll give you credit. I don't mind. That's part of it.
1: <laughs> no, it's good. Whether That's it gets awesome. it written
0: or not, I don't know. <laughs> My wife <laughs> I got a song. We're doing an album too. So you, you mentioned like the album stuff and how hard it is and the money wise. And I got a song that we're doing, the whole album. I, it's funny, I was listening to your story and it kind of it kind of correlates to mine because like the first album, I'll, I'll let you hear something later. Uh it's all over the place. I was like, okay, I need some kind of style, some kind of direction. Right. So I'm sitting there and I love John Caffrey and the Beaver Brown band is probably my favorite band. Okay. I just love the guitars and this electric guitars and the saxophone and the battles and the way they play off each other. So the first song off the album, which kind of directed the album was called, it's called bad for me. And it's a, it's about a stripper because I used to work at a strip club. Uh, I used to do the door and I was a bar back and when I met my wife, she worked for sheriff's office, but we were dating and I went and buy her dinner and I told her where I worked. She just didn't know what it was. I worked at Mardi Gras. You're from Georgia. You know what Mardi Gras was. She didn't put two and two together until I took her out to eat and I'm buying her dinner and I have all these ones. Cause that's how you get paid. You got paid from, from the dancers, you know, or entertainers, whatever you want to call them that you got paid. And that's I had once. So I'm buying it. It's like, I told you that's where I work. <laughs> So the song bad for me was a playoff as electric guitar and um, um, saxophone, a battle kind of thing, but it's, uh, it's about a stripper.
1: Okay, cool.
0: So that's, that's the directions it's going. <laughs> All
1: right. that, that'll do well. There's not many songs about there. I like that. And uh, yeah, is, is it going to be more of like a, like a fun wild night thing or more like Jason Aldina had a song. About a stripper, but it was like really
0: dark. Uh, it
1: was
0: really good. I'll let you hear. Um, we talking about huh? I'll let you hear. Yeah, we got it. I've got a, a garage recording of us, so I'll let you hear it. It's, okay, it's blue. Cool. It's blues. Like I love blues, southern rock. It's just my voice. That's all. It's going to take me to is, is blues and southern rock. And so, yep. yeah. Well, Zach, I want to thank you for coming on. I've had a I've had a fun conversation. I mean, we've been talking over an hour, and it doesn't even feel like it.
1: Absolutely. Same here, man. I I really appreciate it. Thank you so much for having me.
0: So we're going to do like a little 20-question kind of game, but before we get into it, tell everybody uh, where they can find you, your social media, all that stuff.
1: Yeah, so uh, you can find me on uh, all social media platforms under uh, just Copperhead Jones. Um, I think the only different one is is Instagram. That's Copperhead Jones Music. Okay. But everything else, I was able to get Copperhead Jones because there's not a, nobody else called Copperhead Jones, so that works out
0: except on instagram that's so weird right
1: Except on instagram there's some snake charmer or something probably out there with- <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's funny when i looked up yes ma'am for the same thing i was trying to find it um yeah. the, the, i had to go to yes ma'am Music because they have a i guess it's like they they build they do like artifacts or like jewelry you know they make and it's like really yeah. so so weird
1: <laughs> all right <laughs>
0: All right, so we're gonna get into kind of twenty questions. Not really twenty questions, but it's kind of just different path of music and and, and stuff like that. Because actually, we've been talking okay. for for over an hour and got to know you. Uh, but what's a hidden talent of Mr. Zach Jones?
1: Not really talent anymore, but I was a varsity swimmer. I was really good at swimming, and um, so that's that's that. Most of my talents are music now. I mean, I I played over like eleven instruments at one point, so I guess that could be. Uh, hidden talent yeah um, oh here here's one all right here, here's a legitimate one so hidden talent um, I actually did theater and um I was gonna go to college for that so I did uh, musical theater and, and whatnot and went into the whole Broadway thing and that really helped teach me how to sing better
0: okay that, that's that's yeah. that's really cool now do you have like a uh what do they what do they call that when you want to read just like a, a little bit off of script? What do they call that? Like, if you're going to read just like a a short little excerpt out of this. out of a
1: Oh, like a monologue.
0: Monologue. Thank you. See, yeah. Uh, do you have a little monologue prepared? You want to read it out loud? Go ahead.
1: Oh no, I don't. <laughs> <laughs> no, my we did mostly musicals. That was that was kind of like what I did. So um, it's a whole different style of singing. Mm-hmm. A lot of vibrato, a lot of openness, very formal sounding. Okay. Whereas, you know, mainstream, contemporary, uh, modern music is, is completely different. A lot more grit, a lot more blues, a lot more soul, um, where you really got to open up and just be very proper in how you sing for yeah. for uh, Broadway stuff.
0: There's a, um, I've had a couple opera singers that have come on the show. There's one lady here in Georgia. Her name is Amy Smithwick. Amy, if you're listening, um, you're welcome to come back on. I know she's been sick. Uh, she's from the band Art and Wick. She had such an amazing... Range and and you had to be careful what you say you can do on the show because I'll ask you to do it and so she said she did opera so she as all right but well now I got to hear it and so she just sat there for a second she got herself together and she did it I mean she just nailed it it was like oh my god that was so good
1: <laughs> that's lie. awesome yeah I mean you call me out I'll do it I I know uh, there's one song I did I went to state with in school and uh, that was pretty cool it's from a musical called, called uh, Jekyll and Hyde. Uh, and it's actually, you have to sing two parts. It's one person. It's pretty technically hard. You got to sing Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde. Uh, and one has a completely different, like low, scary voice. And the other one is high and formal, like I was talking about. So
0: it's pretty cool. Cool. That is very cool. If um, they were to do like a, mu- you said now, if you say musical, I'm thinking of a movies. So if they were to do a movie of your life, uh, who would play you in that movie?
1: I never thought about that, um. Like a young Jeff Bridges.
0: Okay. Okay. I like uh, that's a good. I was sitting thing. I'm like most people say. oh, Oh, one, uh, Brad Pitt or Matthew McConaughey or Jason Statham <laughs> to play me. <laughs>
1: yeah, it's like yeah, right. <laughs> right. I,
0: I went to Vegas and uh, the lady thought I was Zach Galifianakis. <laughs> <laughs> I I didn't get any yeah. of this. Like, oh, I was fine. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So we kind of do musical stuff on so that stuff, but what if, if there was a soundtrack of your life, what would it be?
1: Imagine mixing across the universe with a brother where art thou.
0: Okay. Across the universe. That. <laughs> okay. That's, that's the first time I've heard that. <laughs> it's, it's funny. Like I'm not a big musical person. There's only a few musicals that I really like, like little shop of horrors. I love, you know, Hercules, because the kids watch the cartoons. I thought that was a really good one. Um, And then, um what was the other one? Uh, Best Little Whorehouse in Texas. I love that.
1: Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was a good
0: one. If um you could go a vacation anywhere in the world, where would you go? You have to say that again. And for whatever reason, your, your vocals dropped. Alaska. Alaska.
1: Yeah. I haven't been there yet. I want to go. I want to go hunting.
0: Okay, there. Fishing. My wife wants to take a cruise to Alaska. That's kind of our set in like three years. She wants us to do that. oh Awesome. Maybe we'll
1: see you on there because that's one of our goals too. Is it? Yep. To do that. And then I'm going to take a separate trip by myself to do the hunt.
0: (laughs) (laughs) See, see, my wife likes to hunt. She does all that stuff. She likes hunting. And I remember when I was a kid in Putnam County, my dad deer hunting. I'm sorry, when you see a bunch of bikers out there just kind of gutting the deer and messing around with the deer and they're drunk and you can imagine things happening, it kind of takes you away from wanting to go hunting anymore. Yeah. <laughs> I remember I remember. I went with them the first time and I was so scared from the whipple wheels. I had my BB gun. I was like, I just shooting. I didn't know where they were. I just shooting up in the air because I heard the, the whipple wheels. I remember that though. <laughs> uh, what are three things on your bucket list?
1: The album was one. And I marked that off. So I'll I'll give you three uh, uh real ones here. Um man, this is far stretched. But I would love to play the Opry someday. Probably not gonna happen, but I'm gonna stay optimistic, keep trying for it. Yeah. Especially if I change my sound too much, that might affect that as well. Um, but playing there would be really cool. Um I want to, I got to, I got to shoot, I got to shoot an elk. I've never been elk hunting and I heard it's demanding and very hard, but I want to do it. Um, And then I want to sing, I want to sing the national anthem at a hockey game, a college game, a baseball game, football game. All that'd be cool. So that'd be really cool. So I guess those would be my three.
0: And for the last question for you, Zach, uh, what is the best advice you ever got?
1: I've gotten a lot. Of, it's not that I can't think of one. I got too many to think of. Um, basically, don't stop. It is a wild, it's a wild west uh, in the industry and trying to make it, so to speak. Uh, everybody wants to make it, whatever that means to different people. But for me, it means to be able to play um, solely and do that as a career, as a living, and be able to make, it, make ends meet. Uh, and and do well. Not like I'm not talking like I need to be George Strait or something because that's probably not going to happen. But being some kind of mid tier where you're getting paid a few thousand a gig would be nice. Um, but yeah, just don't give up uh, because it's a long it's a long road and it uh, it takes it takes a lot of tenacity to to really make it and, and to do that. So you're going to be playing to people that don't want to hear you. People that are going to tell you, you suck. Um, but at the end of the day, you just got to believe in yourself. And, and one day, hopefully that, that works out.
0: Okay. And that's, that's what I always like to end the official episode on is the, is the, uh, advice because, you know, so there's singer songwriters that listen to this and there's other people maybe listening. And, um, I always like to get, that's what I do the show for is to kind of network and to share and to give people avenues and ways that maybe they didn't think of before, and hopefully they talking to you, they, they hear something that like you're doing like, Oh, well maybe I should try that and see how it works. So that's, that's kind of why I asked that and set it up. So thank you for, for doing it.
1: Absolutely. And if I may, I'll share one more thing. i uh, sure. really, I guess it's advice. Um, when I came onto the scene, um, never in a million years would I th- thought to make merch and sell it, mm-hmm. so I'm like, who am I? Nobody's going to want to buy my stuff you, anybody out there listening. That stuff sells like crazy. I don't know why. I don't get it, but I keep buying stuff and they keep buying it for me. So do that. It's They're paying you to advertise you. I mean, it's a it's win-win all the way around. Right. And if you don't sell any of it, well, you've got some cool t-shirts you can use as rags later. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> but you will sell it. You will sell
0: it. Okay. I got something to show you too at the end here. I'm going to get off. But uh, before uh, before we switch off the recording part of it uh tell everybody where they can find you at one more time
1: yeah uh so again y'all can find me under copperhead jones uh on everything but instagram instagram it's copperhead jones music i'm um, on the, all the streaming platforms so you can get my album out there uh, on spotify youtube amazon you name it it's on there um so yeah check out the new album i'd really appreciate that okay
0: all right, everybody that was copperhead jones and this is the georgia sunbirds thank you guys for listening thank you again for coming
1: on zach